0: by the story the media has been screaming that we're all gonna die! Yeah, we are all gonna die. For once, you fear-mongering fucks have gotten something 100% correct and reported a completely unbiased fact. What's up, beautiful people, and welcome to Relax, We're All Gonna Die. I'm Jackie Dutton, here for your dose of this Cerebral Download. Thank you so much for listening. So today I wanted to talk about something that usually surrounds the realization that we're all gonna die, and sometimes it is a great motivator. Sometimes it is a paralyzing source of inaction, and other times it is the cause and effect of incredibly irrational, emotional, selfish behavior. But almost always, it brings into focus some things that weren't important to begin with, and that is simply fear. In spiritual teachings, fear, F-E-A-R, is broken down into an acronym standing for False Evidence Appearing Real. Meaning that usually fear is something conjured in your mind. That just like looking on the bright side is a choice, so is choosing to be fearful of most things. Another acronym I have heard for fear, and this is my personal favorite, is fuck everything and run. I guess it depends on your fight or flight instinct, right? But I would say that having the strength and courage to run sometimes ends up being a source of action and power, too, just depending on how hard and fast you choose to run. The gazelle isn't afraid of being slower than the lion, it's just afraid of being the slowest gazelle. You get me? So I don't think running away is always a bad thing. Why am I talking about this and why am I discussing it today? Well, for starters... 2020 wasn't the year of the rat or the frog or the dog's anal glands or whatever the hell it was supposed to be. No, 2020 was the year of the fear. Everywhere we turned, we were told by our media and government to be afraid of some shit. Be afraid of China, be afraid of the virus, be afraid of each other, afraid of school, afraid of the stock market getting too high... Now the stock market's crashing. Be afraid of the movie theaters, the gyms. Be afraid of the cops. Be afraid of restaurants. Be afraid of bars. Be afraid of shaking hands or touching things other people have touched. Make sure you wipe down your groceries because you're so scared you're going to get the virus off of a surface. Be afraid of gathering for the holidays. Be afraid of the postal system. Be afraid your voting rights are going to be taken away from you. Be afraid of your ballot being counted incorrectly or not counted at all be terrified of the outcome of the election, be afraid of not receiving a stimulus check, be afraid of the vaccine now, and get afraid of not getting the vaccine. I Like, fuck, dude. Fuck everything and run. And it's reported in such a visual, voracious way, it might as well be porn. It's fear porn. Like, literally. Halfway through this year, I stopped calling it The News and started calling it Fear Pornhub. There's more in the list of shit to be afraid of now than there are in the list of fetishes on Pornhub. If fear is someone's kink, they must just get on cable TV and masturbate until they pass out. So among the fear Pornhub of information dispersing also came this giant lull in access to comedians. And truthfully, this has been the most severe part of the lockdown for me, in my opinion. And I think it's what has led to this fear porn hangover feeling still lingering amidst most of these lockdowns, getting heavier lockdown news and more cases, yet another new strain, be afraid, and apparently an attempt at beginning a civil war in our Capitol building. Love it. Because at every point in major national screw-ups there has usually been a few well-known comedians able to make a few great jokes about the irony of the situation or how to look on the bright side or just acknowledging the truth and they do it in a graceful but still funny way that just alleviates some of that tension but this like 2020 the beginning of 2021 none of this is funny and even over the summer, it just started to feel like we're just never gonna laugh at anything ever again. Especially when random people with a small internet following were able to create issues and make people angry about things that people genuinely didn't have an issue with in the beginning. And I'm not talking about serious things that definitely need reevaluation, like police interactions with citizens. No. I'm talking about the dipshit white girl from Berkeley who tried to claim that the food packaging at Trader Joe's was racist. What? First of all, she needed to stay in her lane. And second of all, if anybody takes up any problem with Trader Joe's first, it better be to address how absolutely terrible the fucking parking is. Like, side rant, when Trader Joe's corporate scouts a location for a new build, are they standing there with the realtor that's like, the location's great, it's like right in the middle of your crunchy demographic, and they're like, how's the parking, and the realtor's like, uh, it's not great, and they're like, well, take it! It's the least zen grocery experience to attempt to find parking at a Trader Joe's. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Anyway. But people creating issues where there didn't need to be one not only distracted people from the real conversations that needed to be had, it created an environment where nothing was available for comedy and laughter. Seriously, when Dave Chappelle says he wants to quit comedy because everybody's too offended by everything and they can't appreciate humor for humor's sake, we've gone too far. See, when the laughter died out after Tiger King, and nobody felt comfortable enough to make a joke, all that was left was this deafening silence of fear. It's like in a horror movie when they cut the music and you can't hear anything, but you know that something big, bad, and terrible is lurking around the corner. Instead of a crazy guy with a chainsaw, though, it just became angry people and confusion and fighting, And attempts to blame a single person for a lot of systemic problems that require a complete overhaul. But at the end of the day, all of these reactions and leftover emotions just stem from fear. The confusion surrounding the issues of the virus, the government mandates, and the political climate, that only multiplied fear. And exponentially blew up being able to place blame on individual people, somehow. And then we get cancel culture. So it built this fear of people you didn't personally know. And then a fear of people you actually do know with the virus. You just don't trust them. Sometimes understandably so. But then it builds this fear within yourself as well. Like this fear and doubt that you could be asymptomatic and now you need to be afraid of spreading it because you didn't even know you had it. (laughs) Like, be afraid. Be afraid of yourself. Be afraid of everyone else. Don't laugh. Nothing's funny. Be scared. Suck the dick of fear. Truly, I think we have been told to be scared of more things than we have ever been told the actual truth about. And I believe that disinformation is actually the biggest propellant of fear. Like, if fear is a lit match, a bunch of confusing information might as well be gasoline. Confusion that leads to a lack of information to prepare a plan of attack is a source of chaos, and it is completely responsible for the past year of fear. One of the strangest effects of the full-blown fear takeover, though, has to be watching people who take the act of careful precaution and make the over-exaggeration of it into straight panic. They turned that into some kind of fucking virtue. Let me be clear. Much like it is healthy and considerate to get an STD check before having unprotected sex with a new partner, I believe it is healthy and considerate to take COVID precautions and not expose yourself and others with precautionary planned actions. Wearing a mask correctly, washing hands, avoiding crowded places, all proven plans of limiting the spread of COVID and many other contagious illnesses, actually. Getting a test before you see high-risk people in close proximity, also a very considerate tactic. But the most disturbing trend I've seen to come out of this cancel culture fear porn year has been the people who use their fear as a virtue to claim they are so much better and so much more considerate than those doing things differently. We are not all the same. We are not all able to stay home. We are not all able to avoid grocery stores and pay the upcharges of delivery. We are not all able to mentally withstand the isolation that has come from lockdowns. We are not all able to let our small businesses die because some governor sitting in a nice mansion said so. And most importantly, we cannot all afford to live our lives in a constant state of terrified fear guess what, y'all? We're all gonna die. By no means do I think that just because this is an inevitable fact that we should all unmask, raw dog the germs in the air, and just go ahead and hurry this up with survival of the fittest and straight Darwinism. No. But the simple fact is that we all don't make it out of life alive. And the best way we can choose to wake up and kick every day in the ass is to take empowered, Thoughtful action in the direction of our goals. So let's say that your goal is currently just to, like, not get COVID. Okay? Dope. Then you can stay home or wear a mask in public and wash your hands and socially distance and practice strong and deliberate, informed actions towards your goal of not getting the Rona. But to wake up every day in a full-blown panic of the virus and be paranoid it's out to get you while you sit in the drive-up grocery pickup. That's a little narcissistic, don't you think? Are you special? And for those people who refuse to get a test when they have a cold or before and after they travel, I mean, again, do you think you're special? Because the street goes both ways. If you don't want to wear a mask and you don't care if you get COVID because you're confident that it wouldn't be that big of a health concern to you, I'm not going to be one of the assholes who tell you that you have no virtue. I'm not going to tell you that you're completely fucking wrong. I'm not going to tell you science this and whatever. No, I'm not going to demand that you be afraid of something. I'm also not going to be afraid of you. But this is my message for both sides of this mask argument just don't take it personally when people who are doing things differently from you end up avoiding you because of your individual decision-making. If all of the people who don't want to wear a mask hang out together, because that's how they feel, then they're going to hang out together. And if all the people who do wear masks, well, they're they're probably not hanging out with each other. They're probably not hanging out with anyone Anyway, but you get you get what I'm saying. Like attracts like in this situation. But the lack of respect of free will lately... To me, that is the real virus. That's the mental virus. And honestly, this continued need to be liked and to fit in, much like this virtue signaling of people claiming that they're better than others who don't practice all the rules to the letter, there is this strange fear of being disliked because you're not doing one extreme or another. And I think that this fear of not being liked is beyond what it normally has ever been. Like, human nature is generally to be accepted, but this, this has reached another level. I see people that are sharing and reposting things. I can guarantee you they haven't researched, let alone do they actually believe in, but they're just doing it to continue the trend of being liked by those who also claim to share the same views. The trends of virtue signaling, masquerading as tolerance and acceptance and considerate behavior, they sure are doing a piss poor job at including those who might just need a little more information or understanding to see the viewpoint. I hate to break it to you, but sometimes, people can't just watch a single 30 second video on Instagram and completely upend their thinking on whole topics and beliefs that they've held for years. To make things the absolute worst, the simple act now of questioning or just asking for a little more information is now labeling people as stupid or a conspiracy theorist. So think about it, who's a bigger moron? Someone who watched a video on TikTok and blindly believed the Earth was flat? Or somebody who watched that video and asked, I mean, has anyone flown far away and looked at the Earth to see its actual shape? The act of asking for more information, to be sure, is not rude. It isn't stupid. It's empowered action of trying to be educated about something. Some of you hoes believe your boyfriend isn't cheating on you when girls send you five different kinds of proof he is. But sure, let's watch an Instagram video someone spent 40 minutes making and make personal health decisions about it. Informed... An empowered action is the only way we're going to beat this shit into a place of submission. My family had a funny way of putting this. They called this the 2% rule. You just have to be 2% smarter than the thing you're up against. Again, don't be the gazelle worried about outrunning the lion. The lion in this case is the virus. It doesn't give a shit about one gazelle in particular, okay? The lion doesn't have a personal vendetta against Roger the gazelle because he told a bad joke at the fucking watering hole or something. No, the lion just wants to find the easiest gazelle to pick off. Take precautions to be 2% faster than that one slow-ass gazelle, and then you can just fuck everything and run. Other tactics I would advise that you can apply to empowered action Maybe don't keep the same slow pace as the slow gazelle just because they're your friend. Maybe get yourself in shape to not be the slowest gazelle. But what, what I'm ultimately saying with that metaphor that got really out of hand, um, what I'm ultimately saying is that you don't have to live your life in this constant state of fear. It is proven that fear triggers stress, which releases cortisol, which lowers your body's immune system and therefore your ability to fight off a virus. Not just the virus, but any single virus. So essentially getting sick becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy when you're constantly stressed out and freaked out about getting sick. Fear and anxiety usually form this vicious circle with a lack of control in a situation. And I get it. People are afraid to go to work because they share a cubicle with a dumb person who goes to crowded house parties and makes out with strangers. Yeah, I understand that one. That fear is from a lack of being able to control other people's actions. But guess what? We can only control ourselves. And we have always only been able to control our own selves. That's it. So if you think about it, We don't have less control than we ever used to have, we have the exact same amount. So let's talk about what we can all control with ourselves individually. First, we can all choose the healthier option when it's available. The salad over the french fries, the stairs over the elevator if you were blessed with legs, push-ups and sit-ups over the couch, proactive self-care over ignoring things that have gone on way too long. Also doing your own research, reading viewpoints on the complete opposite ends of spectrum so that you can form an opinion founded within a fully educated stance. All all of these things are empowered actions completely under our own control that can be chosen several times a day. But in the event that you find yourself feeling under the weather or intellectually ostracized, there are things you can control about that too. In the case of the virus, I have a story. Over Labor Day weekend, my husband left for a trip early in the morning. I took the dog out for a walk. I came back inside and fell asleep on the couch for about an hour. When I woke up, I didn't feel well. I was cold and it was like mid to high 80s outside. That was weird. When I walked outside again with the dog to get the mail, I realized that I was in pain and I could barely stand up. I came back inside, I found the thermometer, and I checked my temperature, and it was over 101 degrees. Okay, I am a grown, married, adult woman, but it did not matter. In the moment that I thought I had the virus of the pandemic, I called my mom. I was like, oh my god, I think I have COVID. Because (laughs) the problem... With a lot of these listed symptoms, which fall under the control we can take of being informed. If you just Google the list of symptoms, don't type in COVID, just type in symptoms. Those symptoms mirror so many other things. If you put it into Google, an unlimited number of possible things come up. So I wasn't sure that I had it. But the shittier thing was feeling so terrified by the idea that nobody could physically come help me at the risk of exposing them. My fear porn boner was, like, fully engorged, right? Like, my mind was spinning with what ifs, what if it gets really bad, what if I have to go to the hospital, what if I pass out, what if my husband has whatever this is too? now he's on a trip with friends, he's exposed. I'm being honest, I started to panic a little. And then I remembered what I could control, and furthermore, what actions I have taken leading up to this to ensure I had done the best I could with the information I'd been given. I had always worn a mask properly in public, I hadn't seen anyone other than my own family or very close friends who had also quarantined and we always socially distanced, and we did not have exposure. I work out, I eat well, I take vitamins, I do not have any pre-existing conditions. By those parameters and according to the CDC data, I knew I had about as much of a chance at winning the fucking Powerball as I did of dying from it. So I chilled out a little bit. But real quick, I've had the flu before, like maybe twice in the last 12, 13 years. And one of those times, I remember it being much worse than the other. But I know what feeling very ill feels like suddenly, and that once you get over the initial thought of, oh shit, I have the flu, it becomes, hold on, let me slam a bunch of NyQuil, get some Gatorade, queue up an entire series on HBO I've been wanting to watch, and then you're not scared, you're just sick with a plan. And honestly, if it weren't for the fear porn boner completely induced by the fear-mongering fear porn hub media... I would have just relaxed. I would have ordered contactless delivery. I wouldn't have gone anywhere. I would have posted up on my couch until I felt better anyway. But then this Christmas miracle happened, and within 12 hours, 90% of my symptoms were completely gone. And when I woke up the next morning, they were all gone, and I felt completely fine. I still took the empowered and what I felt was the most considerate informed action for myself and the people I had been around. I went and got a COVID test. It came back a few days later as negative, and as a result of waiting, the only thing that it screwed up was that I missed partying on Labor Day weekend with my family. Oh well, I guess one less weekend testing the limits of my liver. But my general point I'm trying to make is that whatever illness or bout of sick feelings I had were minimal in comparison to the cortisol jolt completely induced by the story the media has been screaming that we're all gonna die! Yeah, we are all gonna die. For once, you fear-mongering fucks have gotten something 100% correct and reported a completely unbiased fact. But unlike your spin, it is important to remember we won't all be dying today. And we won't all be dying of a virus. So take a seat. I guess what I'd ultimately like to say, because I try to end this podcast by lighting a motivated fire under our asses, is that if you're watching or reading something and you start to feel anxious and afraid, turn it off. It isn't real. If you fear it, it is false evidence appearing real. And the strongest thing you can do for yourself is to take informed, educated action in the opposite direction of what you're afraid of. I know. There are a lot of people who are afraid of flying, but if you understood how to fly a plane safely, would you be as worried? Would you be as worried if you understood fully how an airplane flies, or if you looked up the statistical possibility of a crash happening? Seek out information. Educate yourself so that you suck the life out of fear by understanding why there is very little reason, if any, to be afraid. Think about all of the things people have been afraid of throughout history because they simply didn't understand it. The stories of monsters and even religion were created based around people looking for an explanation for something that initially began in fear. Research, science, and the act of caring to understand has led to great advancements and far less fear by being able to be informed. So get informed. And lastly, if you wind up doing nothing but escalating your fear on your search for information, chances are you're only reading one side of the story. Rarely, if ever, is there always an only one stance of just fear. There is almost always some person who gets called crazy, willing to stand in the face of something dangerous and laugh. And then there's someone else behind them that actually studies it and understands them because they were encouraged to not be afraid. So I'll be the person who laughs if you be the one who isn't afraid. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll catch you guys in the next one.